Alright, welcome to the first episode of the Active Youth Mentors Podcast. So, um, first I just want to talk to you guys about how it's going to go a little bit. So we're doing the first, our first episode on, on Instagram Live because we haven't been able to get onto all of the other platforms yet, so... Right now we're on Spotify, so we'll upload it to Spotify afterwards. But for now, we're just going to do it right here. <clears throat> All right. So first, first episode, we're kind of just doing a little interview for each other. We're just going to talk about a little bit about sports and ourselves, and kind of introduce you guys to our podcast a little bit. Alright, so I'm your host, Angel Trujillo, and this is my co-host, Adrian Trujillo. Shout out to Jose out here, tuned in by by any means, productions, that I rep him on our first one. Uh, look out for uh, our merch eventually, working on the logo as we speak. Um, kind of taking the um, what everybody else is trying to do, uh, just that... My son and I have been t talking about doing this for a while, and it finally became um, to fruit, and here we are. Um, looking forward to having Jose on here, too. I think I want to bring you on, Jose, to be a, a guest here for my son on uh, Active Youth Mentors. And by the way, Active Youth Mentors was actually created by uh, my co-coach, Adam Barcenas, and kind of helped him bring it to life, and now we're, we're using it. So here we are. Alright, so the point behind Active Youth Mentors was kind of just get people from the community and see how they've had an impact on the youth in our community and sports and in their lives and everything like that. So I thought it would have been good to have an Active Youth Mentor in our community. My dad has been a coach for however many years I can remember. Um, basketball programs and he's been a basketball coach softball coach he's done pretty much everything so I kind of wanted to ask him some questions about how he's done it so how long have you been coaching I have been coaching for 22 years and actually I started off with softball uh, back well 22 years ago I started with Little League at first and from there we grew to football and then I went to basketball and then how many years have you coached like each sport? Uh, softball's been 22 years on and off. Uh, football's been 21 and basketball's been 20. Um, so I've been at it for a while. And uh, I, when I first started, I was blessed with some amazing athletes, which I wish I knew what I knew now back then um, to, uh, to coach those kids back then. But they have also grown with them. I mean, some of my players now have kids um, that uh, I'm coaching and it's a trip, but it's come full circle and I'm loving it. So what was like, what's been one thing that you've really enjoyed, like experiencing coaching and then going through the years of having all the kids and everything like that? Um, my favorite part is the impact you have on kids' lives sometimes. Not so much the championships and as you know, you're my son, I'm not really a trophy person, um, but over time my teams have been able to have some some successes, but to me, it's 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 the impact you make in their lives. When they're adults, they come back and 
they end up, you know, thanking you and saying, thank you, coach, for being there. Now I knew all this time why you've been so mean to us and grumpy. Um, you know, it's helped them as an adult. And, and that's what I look forward to. Championships and trophies don't really mean anything to me. Um, obviously, that's the goal because it, it, it gives uh, gives up confidence in my players. But that's not really the goal. The goal is to change people's lives and, and try to do it the right way. Yes, I've, I've known to be grumpy and, and stuff. But, you know, it's it's uh, plus minus. So I uh, that's what I look forward to. I actually want to talk about the being called grumpy. I honestly find it so <laughs> funny when you see grown people just coming up to him and be like, Oh, what's up, Coach Grumpy? I think it's just the funniest thing ever. <laughs> but I just got that name recently, actually. This happened, uh, I can't even remember when we started the basketball rec program. Uh, I want to say maybe four years ago, five years ago. Um, Coach Adam, I'm not, he's not on, but he can attest to this. Uh, uh, one of my current players, Chris, his little brother, started calling me Coach Grumpy, and it's stuck since then. <laughs> Uh, so, honestly, I, I get this question a lot. I'm sure you do too. But obviously, as most people know, I went to King City and you were coaching at Greenfield. And everybody always asked me, hey, what is it like like having your having to play against your dad? How was it like for you being a coach and having a coach against me? Um, I thought it was fun. Um, I had a great group of kids at Greenfield High. I still have a great group of kids. Uh, started with Angel Espinoza and, and then uh, uh, Augie Pantoja, uh, Pops, and Oscar. You know, I, I wouldn't trade that. Um, and I think you guys, you and them, had a great report, and, and it became an awesome competitiveness between Greenfield High and King City High while you were there. And, and I wouldn't trade that for the world. It, it caused me to miss a lot of games, but I think I was there for the important ones, and I was really grateful that our athletic directors this last year were able to move your senior night to play against us so that I didn't have to miss any of that. And, and uh, I, I don't know, how, how did you feel about that? Honestly, like, when, after and before the games, like, you could feel like, hey, dude, you have to play against your dad. Like, is that is that weird? And then, like, during the games, you don't really, doesn't really feel like anything. It feels like we're just playing another game. But, I mean, of course I could feel it when you've game-planned everything around me to not let me do anything, but, like, it just feels like a normal game to me. It's nothing crazy or anything like that, but I don't know if anybody else knows, but we won just about every single game. <laughs> what was it like? What was my record, like, 6-2 and two against you? Uh, it's something like that, yeah. We beat you in a tournament game in Scotts Valley, which we came in second, by the way, in that tournament. And the, uh, Watson, the Watsonville tournament. Right? Yeah, Scott, yeah, you're right. Um, and uh, this last season... We split. We beat you guys at home, and um, the luckiest, craziest, stupidest shot went in at home was for you guys, and uh, you guys ended up getting the dub there. But it was all luck. And I think uh, that if my boys are on, if they're on right now, they would agree with me. <laughs> what was your favorite game that we played? Um, the, our home game this last year. I think the the atmosphere in the gym was just lit. It was it was off the chain. Um, it was just that that game was just awesome. I, we had great fans from both schools, and and uh, that that atmosphere was just awesome. And it ended up being like a six, seven, eight point game or yeah, something like that. that Very game. low scoring, you know, high defensive game. Um, I think that was my favorite. Um, and obviously, my my second favorite would probably be the first time I beat you when we were at Watsonville tournament. That was that was always fun. And um, 
uh, and actually to go back further, uh, my favorite favorite game be for all of them was when my boys were still sophomores, and I think uh, um, Angel Spinoza was a, a junior, and I was running with the JV team, and uh, Angel's my son's team was actually more experienced, and we got to play him two or three times that year. In the very last game of the season, it came down to uh, uh, a buzzer beater that we missed. But uh, being that our age and the experience that we were facing, we should have never been in, in that game. But our, our, our boys just kept, just brought it every game regardless. So that, that's probably my favorite outside of the home game. I was actually just about to mention that game. That was probably the most stressful game ever because Angel took that last shot, right? Angel, Angel did Angel take that, that last shot. shot. That game was neck and neck the entire time. And the whole season... The, we played them in the North Salinas tournament, and then we played them in our league game. And in our first, in the North Salinas tournament, we beat them, we beat you guys by like by, twenty or something, like, like twenty something like that. And then the second time we played them in in Greenfield, it was like a one. I think you guys were up at halftime. Yeah, you we guys were. were probably like up two at halftime. We can hear then, we can hear your coach yelling the, sh- the crap out of you guys too. In the lockdown there, yeah, yeah. And then I think. Later we just we just caught on fire and then we ended up winning that game by twenty two. Yeah. So I don't think any of us expected you guys to be even near. Us yeah, that that, that, year. that year we were young. We were young, but we had a good leadership. Uh, like I said, Angel Espinosa was part of that that group when he was a junior, and uh, that was just that was awesome. That was that was awesome. And then the third game we played you guys. I think you guys are still trying to overlook us a little bit, and and I think we had you shit in your pants throughout the whole thing, and it was in your gym. Yeah, it was there. So, in the um, city. you know, I, I think even um, if we missed that last shot, um, it was still a win for us because, you know, you guys stressed out more about it than, than we did. I mean, we were having a good time while you guys were over there stressing out. I think if we lost mm. that game, we would have been out of the playoffs, too. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. so that was, that was a really intense game. But I think, I, I, I don't think I ever had a good game against you. No, Never. I don't think I ever scored like more than ten. No, I think uh, between Augie and Pops, they shut you down. I got locked down pretty much. Every they shut you time. down, and Augie, I remember Augie when Augie was a sophomore and he was a hundred percent. Because unfortunately for him, his junior senior year, um, he spent a lot of time hurt. Um, it was his ankle, his junior year, and his uh, knee or backwards. I can't remember right now. Um, but between him and Pops, they were just blocking the crap out of yeah. you left and right. They knew they knew what to expect. Um, and they prepared well for you. It was always a fun game, though, because I, like, since 7th or 8th grade, I, I played with them. So it was just really fun to get to play against them. So moving on to, well, we'll talk about sports a little bit more, but moving on to a different topic. What, um, as a coach, like, what, what's what been your more memorable seasons from any sport in the last 20-something years? Oh, wow. Um, I've had two... And it was actually on the girl side. I hate to say on the girl side. Um, I had an amazing softball team um, when I was at King City. Um, we we we. Uh, that's when I uh, we, I had created the Hurricanes program, and uh, we we were with this group since they were eight nine years old. And um, that was one of the teams I'll never forget. Was my softball team back in oh gosh, I want to say between oh seven and oh nine, um, or a little before that. Um, they, they were just my, my record breakers there. Um, we had, I had an amazing uh, pitcher, Ashley, Ashley Andrew. Um, I remember that year we uh, we ended up beating Carmel twice, or I believe we tied with them once or something like that, but that had never been done 
at King City in a very long time. So that was always fun. Um, on the girls' basketball side, um, th that, those two teams were very memorable. I got to be a part of two championship teams there um, as a head coach, and uh, I loved it. Uh, Carolyn Madsen, Maddie Barrington, uh, all those kids, Erica Williams, Beth, um, Kylie Owens. I mean, I think you you went to school with the little sister, right? Um all those kids were just awesome. I think those are t probably my two favorite teams uh, of all time was my 09, my uh, 08, 09 basketball team at, at, at King City High School and then my softball team back then. Um, they were a little younger. Uh, unfortunately, I had to leave the area after 09, but we, we were set to to do a lot of good things. It was And I was really excited to keep going, but that's when we moved to Visalia. Right, yeah. And so... Um, but yeah, if, if I have to say most memorable teams, it have to be my 0809 bas girls basketball team at King City High School and my softball team for the last, uh, between that same era, about four or five years that I got to spend with them. I don't know if a lot of people know, but you have the last two girls championships from King, King City, City High yeah. School. Mm -hmm. And I know guys hasn't won in since 2002. Probably like 18 years. That was the last when time Coach we won. Hadden, when Coach Haddon was there, yeah. That was the last time we won a playoff game. Right. Besides us. <laughs> um, so where do you think, moving on to a different note, sort of with this pandemic and everything going on, where do you think the season's going to go this year? Yeah, you know, I, I hope we have a season. I hope we have a season. we got to continue to stay op optimistic. But to, to be honest, as a longtime coach, I would rather us uh, get past this and not force or force anything. I get it. I mean, the seniors – for this class of seniors for every sport, whether it's, I mean, for every level, whether it's high school or college, are looking forward to wanting to play and get a season in. But I think everyone's health is more important. Um, will we have one? We'll see. We'll see. I don't want to say yes. I don't want to say no. Um, because everything depends on everybody else, really. I mean, I know there's a bunch of kids that are doing the right things to stay healthy and, and, and be ready to play. I know a bunch of our boys in Greenfield are, are putting in work. Um uh, they've been just doing their thing, and, and we're ready to roll at Greenfield High. But it's just it's going to depend on the community, and um, you know, and everybody else really, you know, to to stay with the social distance, wear their mask. Let's beat the numbers so that not only can our kids get back on the on the on the on the field and the court, but get back in the classroom. Um, I'm sure since March, uh, um, all the kids have been staying in, inside. They want to get the hell out and go bug the crap out of teachers now instead of their their parents. I'm sure. <clears throat> So this is a different note from sports, but how has the pandemic like affected your work life or home life or anything like that? Um, well, as you know, I've been coaching forever, and so this has made me completely slow down. Um, I know we have our softball program going, but this last month and a half, I've been uh, busy with work and stuff, uh, getting this harvest thing ready. But um, my schedule's just been off. I mean, I don't, you know, I leave the house at seven. I'm home by nine, ten o'clock at night yeah. when I'm doing sports, and recently it's um, you know I'm home by five or six, and it's kind of okay. Now what? It's like weird having you home. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, it's helped in other areas. Uh, to be honest, um, I mean, I started building stuff. I started getting crafty. With um, I, I, I feel like I learned a new trade just because I had nothing better to do. But it's it has as good as bad. Bad because I miss the kids. I miss uh, I miss the sports. I miss the competition. Um, next year, this upcoming season, I'm going to miss. It's going to be the first time in three years I don't face my son in anything. Um, so, um, you know, all that's going to be different. Um, but I think now that would, I mean, uh, but I, I've also liked to see what kids have done during their off time. Um, 
they all have side hustles going. You know, we, we have the strawberry people, we have the, you know, the airbrushing people, the painting people, the, all these kids that have done well with their time. And that's, I, I, I'm awesome. I, I, I'm proud to see that kids are using this time wisely and making a little side hustle for them. And, 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 uh, but at the same time, I, I think of myself as like, if they put their heart into sports and school before all of this, then, you know, they'd be pretty good kids regardless, right? right. But, um, but outside of me, I, I really like to see that what the kids have done with their time. Um, as far as their little side hustles have gone and, and the little projects that they've never had time to do, they're doing them now. You see all those Instagram accounts. Well, I always get them. I always see them trying to follow them like they're all making shoes or they're making like cookies and cupcakes and stuff like that. I actually had a account yeah. that followed me that today and I was like, oh, Yeah, they're selling this. sushi or Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. I mean stuff there's a bunch of stuff. But that's cool. I mean people are supporting it. You know, same thing with um all the other stuff that's happening, you know, uh, Coach Martinez with uh you know, Bam, you know, uh he's doing his thing, trying to use this time uh, in a positive way. Um, you know, we have a bunch of stuff going on. You had mentioned earlier what other people are doing to help in our communities. I mean in Greenfield there's a lot going on. Um, I know one of our boys, Rigo Avila, doing it big out there with Avila Boxing. Um, they will need those people, we need those 831, doing all this stuff for the farm workers, for uh, that, that young lady that was in the Army. I, I mean, there's a lot of positive things that have come out of this pandemic that I think that, that this pandemic didn't happen, they, they wouldn't have had the time to, to do it. And right. now, you know, with all the other social issues that we're having, um, you know, there's all this other stuff going on in our community, and I'm loving it. I'm digging it. Seems like... Now there's, even with the professional sports going on, it seems like they're not playing for championships or anything right now. They're playing for like a... For a cause. They're playing for a cause yeah. at this point. How do you think that's affected the sport? I mean, it's a matter of opinion. Um, it's a matter of opinion. There's a lot going on out there with, you know, BLM, um, with uh, just different things, you know, the, the police brutality, um, and, and, you know, these athletes are using their their avenue, their podium to get the message out. And, right. you know, it's an opinion. Everyone's going to have their opinion. Um, one thing that I don't like that's happening is, you know, you and I could be best friends, but you support something that I don't, and all of a sudden I turn my back on you. And, and that shouldn't be the case. You should respect their opinion and just roll with it. Um, you're not, it's just like in coaching. Um, I know one of the guys that I've worked with really closely for a long time, myself and Coach Adam, we don't always agree. I mean, it looks when we're out there that we do, but we don't always agree. Uh, but we don't. We, but we love each other for it because it's made us uh, better people, and it's made us, uh, you know, look at the way the perspectives that we look at. Um, you know, I, I don't know everything. He doesn't know everything. So, in, in the same way, it goes with these opinions. Um, if, if you're against BLM and I'm not, I'm not going to hate you for it. I'm, I'm going to try to understand why you don't or why you do. And, and I think that's where where um, where we're where we're off right now in, in the society. It's kind of like. You know, if you're pro-Trump or not pro-Trump, I'm not going to hate you for it. You just, I got to understand why you do and why you don't and, and continue to love you as a person and, you know, disre not disregard your opinion, but value your opinion. And I think that's what we need to get better at. Do you think, like, I know a lot of people don't, we don't really get out much, so we don't talk to a lot of people now. And <laughs> Coach Adam. What, what did Coach Adam say? <laughs> <laughs> not always, Coach. Not always. Not always. No, but he makes he makes sure to let you know if he was right and you were wrong. That's for sure. Um, I think something really big during the pandemic has been social media. How everything's just been getting 
I don't know if it's blown out of proportion, but things are getting blown bigger than they are. Did do you, do you get what I mean by that? Yeah, no, no, no. I, I mean, without social, it's like if I grew up, the time that I grew up, we didn't have social media. So a lot of these issues you've never heard, you would never hear of, right. of them because of everything that's happening now. And, and unfortunately, you know, um, I do believe in fake news. I do believe that there's uh, news people that um, that don't report it accurately because of who they and stuff like that. And unfortunately, a lot of people get so brainwashed that, you know, I, I don't watch, as you know, I don't watch the news. Um, you know, I, uh, I for example, for this uh, uh, pandemic, I usually read what the CDC is saying, what the WHO is saying, um, the, you know, what the government agencies are trying to tell us, not necessarily with the news, because every news thing has different, they're going to report what they want you to know and what they want you to hear. And I'd rather not. I'd rather not engage in all of that, but look at the facts. Um, I've learned over time that you need to research facts in order to have a valid opinion, not go on somebody else's. On somebody mm -hmm. else's saying, yeah, I get you 100%. Um, oh, look, I think we just got, is that Augie, Mr. Shutdown and Angel? Yeah, he, he missed that first part. Of, see, uh, I'm over here talking game about Augie, and he just barely joined us. Augie, you missed the first part. You better rewatch it so you can see I was blowing you up, man. Yeah, whatever, whatever. <laughs> um, sort of going back to basketball a little bit. Um, so I'm playing, I'm playing college basketball, right? And I feel like this whole thing has put me months and months behind. Do you think that that's had effect on more people. It's on everybody. That, that's on everybody. And I think, um, I think as coaches, um, and Coach Adam will agree with me, is we always want you to always work outside of the time you have in the gym with us. Um, the time that you have in the gym with us is going to prepare you for what we're doing. The, the time you have outside the gym is going to prepare you for what's uh, is coming ahead yeah. of time. Um, I know Coach, Coach uh, I think Coach Jose is still – uh, I think he logged in here, and he'll tell you he played college ball. And I guarantee you he'll tell you that he wishes he worked harder outside of, of the time he had with his coaches and work on himself to make him better prepared for what's yet to come. So I think what this pandemic is teaching all the athletes is to put in work on your own um, and, and, and just continue to get, you know, get on the grind and, and don't, don't be affected by not having that gym time with your coaches rather than you work on yourself outside of that time. And I think this is what it's teaching you. Everyone's in the same position. And I think here in the state of California, whoever comes back and looks good out there on the court or on the field are the people that have been working on themselves this entire time. Right, not the people like me that have been, been slacking around yeah. for the last five months. Well, honestly, I thought it was like a big part of why, like, once school ended, I just had no motivation to do anything. And but then, that was everybody. I think even me at work, you know, I was like, shit, now I gotta, I'm stuck here. You know, me, yeah. by, by, by that meaning, okay, at 4.30, I have nothing to do. Because at that time, I would always, you know, yeah, from 4 to 10, I was doing something with sports. And I think that's everybody. You just have to find your own motivation to push, to push, and continue to push. And when you can't go no more, push even harder. I think it's, I was in the same situation with a lot of other people, but a lot of their families wanted them to get jobs or needed them to get jobs. So they're working eight nine, ten hours a day, and once they get home, they're tired, and they don't want to do anything, like, that was me especially, because I worked night shift for a while, so I couldn't even do anything in the afternoons, so I feel like that put me behind a lot, and then I recently started getting back into it, and 
I worked out for the last two days and I've been absolutely dead. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so hard to get back to where I was before. Like, if I try to get to mid-season form of my senior year, that's going to take, I feel like it's going to take me months to get back to where I was. Not because, like, I didn't want to put in the work, but I feel like I didn't really have time or energy to do it. And then, especially with school right now, um, a lot of people, well, I'm sure it's a lot less time-consuming now because I don't know if it's really, like, I don't think people are in class as much because they're not synchronous. I know my classes aren't, so it's, like, I just do a couple hours here and there every day. Like, I don't have to go to campus or anything like that, but it's, it's still a struggle to get all the work done and then also have the motivation to go work out afterwards. But going back to playing, like, I think a lot of my Hartnell guys are on actually from out of state, so I don't know if they're able to um, work out during this time because I know different states have different laws, so I don't, I don't really know how they're, how they're going or how behind they are. Oh, I like that. I like that. I'm going to read what Coach Jose just said here, and uh, I, I really like that 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 comment he just made. Um, uh, working uh, working out when no one is watching is the most difficult thing to do. I agree. Uh, that makes you reflect on how much you really want. Sorry, it's just kind of hard to read in the color. Really want to reach the top. No, I agree. I, that's 100. Um, percent I, I agree with that, and I think. When you reach Jose's age and everybody else, you start thinking about like, damn, if I knew, you know, if I knew then what I know now, it's the attitude, yeah. you know. Um, um, I, I, you just got to seek motivation from within. Um, I know you can do it. Um, you're my son. But, you know, obviously, I've never pushed you hard enough to where you, where I said, no, you got to do it now. I, I, I always wanted it to come from within you because then, I, then you'd hate it. Um, but... You know, I think you've done the best you can with, with the situation, um, and it's only going to get better. You said, like, this, you had a good weekend of workouts this last weekend, um, and we can just go build from there. All right. I think, um, like, seeing how people work when nobody's when nobody else is watching, have you noticed, um, do you think, just kind of going into the NBA right now, um, could you tell the difference? Of like who was working and who wasn't once they got to the bubble. Oh yeah, you, you, you can tell. You can yeah, tell. You see the people like honestly talking about LeBron, like when thirty-five-year-old LeBron. He's. <laughs> I mean, at the beginning he was he was a little off and on, but in the playoffs he's honestly he's been killing. But yeah, yes. there's a lot of like inconsistency throughout the league. I feel like that's what it's gonna be like when the high school sports gets back to where it was. There's going to be a lot of inconsistency, and I don't know if sports is going to be really at the top level. Oh, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be it's horrible. Go, it's going to be ugly. Um, it's going to come down to, you just said it yourself, though, um, like Coach Jose just mentioned right now, it's going to come down to the kids that are working hard when nobody's watching, you know, um, and, and that's, that's what it's going to come down to. I mean, I know we're looking forward to, I'm coaching volleyball this year, but um, looking at volleyball, we haven't done anything. I mean, in football, coaches haven't had any hands-on, but I know we have kids that have been working. It's going to be interesting to see once we get out there. We're only going to get about two or three weeks with these kids 
um, to get them ready to go for the season. But we're, everyone's in the same boat. Yeah. But we're hoping that the kids are doing stuff outside of the normal season to, to be ready. At least be in, in shape. Um, I know every year when we get started, um, I, I know uh, D-Book wanted, oh, heck yeah, I agree. I think D-Book's a good example. He tore it up. I think he was my MVP for the bubble. Yeah, the book. Um, I mean, they went undefeated. Unfortunately, they didn't. You know, the cards didn't fall their their way, and I think they, they could have given them. They could have given the Lakers a run for their money, yeah, man, if they got, were the A seed. You got the three best teams of all time. You got the seventy-two and ten Bulls. You got the seventy-three and nine Warriors, and then you got the Bubble Suns. Yeah, like they're just. They I was I was it. really impressed with what the work he did. I mean, so did uh, the, what's that guy from the. Um, Trailblazers, uh, Dame. I can't think of his name. Yeah, Dame. Dame. I mean, he went off too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I'm anxious to see what our kids are going to look like when we get back on the football field and basketball. Man, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be <laughs> airballs air galore. And you should have gone this way, but when you could have gone that way. And it's I can't gonna, go five yards because I'm huffing and puffing. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun experience, though. So I think we're going to come to an end of our podcast. But one thing that I want to do. Uh, we're probably going to do this at the end of every single podcast. We're going to have a, uh, a little draft. So um, I actually got this idea from the JJ Reddick podcast. They do a draft at the end of every at the end of every podcast. So they have one topic, and there's been like you draft your top five movies, your top five serials, just a bunch of random stuff like that. So today uh, we're going to be drafting our top five NBA lineups all time. Be- before we do that, though, um, um, I know Coach Adam is on here. I- I'd like for him to be the- our next guest on the next podcast. Um, I think uh, Active Youth Mentors, uh, it's important we bring him on board to do that. Um, he was a founding, actually he gave it the name. Um, I just we're going to run with it, but uh, I think it's always going to, good to go back to the people that, that got things started and, and then build from there. Um, and hopefully we can we can build this. Look to, uh, uh, use this as a South County, you know, way to communicate with everybody. Um, just kind of like what BAM represents. Again, I'm, I'm supporting BAM right here. Much love. Um, so, uh, to be, you know, Adam, we're going to be bugging you. Jose, we're going to be bugging you. And the rest of the coaching staff, and hopefully we can get even Bo and everybody else out here uh, that, that, that had a touch out in South County. So much love to everybody, and uh, I hope I can get my draft down. I know Coach Adam, uh, I'm looking for guidance on this, man. Uh, but I, I think I got a pretty solid five here. We'll see We'll, we'll see how this works out. Uh, also, if you guys want to drop draft suggestions or topic suggestions in the comments, just let us know if there's anything you guys want us to talk about. So... Here's the the draft is gonna work. You get first pick. I get the next two. Wait, you want one? You want to go one? I'm old school. I'm gonna probably take all the old school players anyway. No, it's all good. All right, go for it. You can get. It. I'll let you get the first pick. All right. So, can we go by position, or how do you want to do that? You can go by every position that you want. But if you if you choose a position, I'll just I'll match your position. Oh, it doesn't even matter, honestly. All right. So we're going drop. We're drafting five players. For our basket for NBA right. roster, right? Any arrow, okay. Any year. Um. So right off the bat, I gotta go MJ. You're going Magic. I'm going Magic. Ma- oh Jordan. my God. Going Jordan. Michael Jordan. Um. I, I'll take I'll take the second guy. I'll take LeBron. Okay. So next for my point guard, I gotta go, I gotta go with Magic You're Johnson. Go with Magic. Oh yeah, yeah. All day. If I'm, you know, I'm gonna take. 
I'm going to take Kobe to match up with Jordan. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to go down the middle. And here I'm debating. I, I want to go Kareem, but I got to go with the big man, Shaq, down that was, low. That was my next pick. I was <laughs> going to take Shaq. Um, I'll take the Shaq stopper. Nah, because are we going like... My lineup versus your five, lineup five, or just five, five best five, of all time? Five, I would, my, I'm doing my five best of all time. All right, I'll just take five best of all time. All right, then I'll take – so I got I got LeBron, Kobe. I'll take I'll take Duncan. Oh, that's not a bad I'll pick. I'll take him out my That's court. not a bad pick. So, all right, so I have Magic, I have Jordan, and I have Shaq. So now I'm going to – you already have LeBron and you have Kobe, right? Yeah. So you could kind of tell the difference of eras that, just a that we're choosing. Yeah. Just a little bit. Um, let me see. Who who would I pick next? Who would I pick next? I would go. You know, you you, you got Timmy on the other. You know, I'd have to go with AD to be honest with you. You going with AD? Yeah. Can you imagine Anthony Davis and Shaq on the same team? Yeah, that's. You that's got a big man nasty. that can play inside and out. I think I'll go with AD on that. I'm, I'm blanking out a little on that bit. Team's gonna be pretty yeah, yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, Magic Johnson that can get him the ball no matter where. That's facts. <laughs> so for my for my five, you, I'm, I'll take Kareem. Taking Kareem for, fifth? for my five. So I I, I want to add a, a three point shooter to my team, and for that I have to go with Curry. I would put Curry on my on my uh, as a how are you shooter. how are you using those positions? Doesn't matter. You're playing positionless. Johnson can play anywhere. Magic can play anywhere. So, all right, hold on. What's your team? So, my team would be Curry, John, uh, Magic, MJ, Shaq, and AD. Okay. Who's my I know I'm missing the people in there somewhere, but... Oh, uh, for I, sure. It's like, I can't think of... And I'm a Lakers fan. And I got, what, two? Three, I got I'm three putting, Lakers in there. I'm putting LeBron at my point guard. I'm putting LeBron at my point guard, so I need to pick a... See, I can go Magic or Curry. It doesn't matter. No, I'll take I'll take Pippen. I'll put Pippen oh, at my choice. three. That's a good choice. So we got we got Bron, uh, Kobe, Pippen, uh, Kareem, and Tim Duncan. That's not bad. That's solid. Can you see? I can see Tim and AD going at it. All right, everybody, vote. We guys need you. We need you guys to drop. Your votes in the comment, Team Adrian or Team Angel. We need to see whose team is better. All right, uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Um, I think we're probably going to do once, once a week or every other week. So stay tuned for our next episode. Thank you guys for watching.